And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, January 8th, the day of the Celtics' second game against the Pacers and a couple of day after this, couple days after their first, I should say, uh, where they picked up a big win over Indiana. Looking to do the same tonight. You guys will know by the time you listen to this whether or not they got that win. But we were obviously recording around noontime, so uh, we don't actually know. But we're going to throw in our We do know uh, no Tatum, but... no Porzing. Mm-hmm. I mean, no uh, Hauser. Porzing Hauser. Is- Porzingis playing, no Tatum, no Hauser, uh, which is different from what I expected. I saw you do yeah. the same, but uh, good, better to play it safe than sorry with Tatum. Don't want him to get uh, hurt this early in the season, so he, he should be fine. They just they listed it as injury management, so I can't imagine it's anything serious. But but it is weird, isn't tonight. it? Like injury yeah. management after a regular break from like a game. It's not a back to back. Like they did just, just play back to back. He probably just tweaked it without us noticing, yeah. maybe in practice, maybe during the game, and he didn't like make a big deal out of it. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Regardless, let's give away some popcorn before we jump into the rest of the show. Love that. Uh, in pop neato time. Let's see who's winning some today. Uh, switch over to the, the wheel way. here. Uh, seven entries. See who is winning some popcorn on this fine day as we. I love love the popcorn. If you win, ten dollar gift card. Who is it? Shout out, kid. Commented on the CLNS channel. Uh, so I'll have oh, to nice. go over there and uh, respond to him. Or if her. you want to be entered, you comment what's popping, and we will add you to the wheel. You can win once, and it's mm-hmm. a drawing for a $10 Impopnito gift card. Their site has over 100 different popcorn flavors. They have sweet, savory, seasonal, and even spicy, and they all hit. So make sure you go check it out, even if you didn't win. Yes. Comment what's popping on the video for a chance to be entered and win next time. Uh, but without further ado, let's throw it over to our future selves for a recap of tonight's uh, or last night's as you're listening to this Celtics Pacers game. All right. Thank you to our past selves for throwing it to us. We are here after the Celtics Pacers game, uh, which ended in a Celtics loss. 133-131. Very high scoring game. Tyrese Halliburton went down in the second second quarter. Uh, second quarter rough looking injury uh, and then the rest of the Pacers decided you know what we're winning this game for him and they stormed through and they completely took over the third quarter uh grinded their way back Celtics were never able to generate a, a massive lead in this one it got up to 11 at the end of the first half but then when the third quarter came around uh, they got blitzed and they weren't ready for it they weren't prepared they got frazzled uh, and the Pacers battled back the ending of the game we'll get into as well obviously uh, Celtics lost this game in the third quarter which uh, is a flashback to earlier in the season when that was a big problem for them. Uh, it, it was a tough one. TJ McConnell took over. Ben Matherin and Buddy Heal decided we ain't missing tonight. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much all she wrote for the Celtics. So they also lost this game at the free throw line. Yeah, weird. There free- is nothing that I detest more. Well, that we'll see later in the show, the detest power rankings, but... <laughs> Uh, then missed free throws because I can sit here and tell you that I would have made, I would have shot better from the free throw line. I would, I could make that shot. Me, I can make it. Mm-hmm. That that's when it gets infuriating. Somebody misses a tough uh, fade away in the post or whatever. You you tip your cap free throws, buddy. I can make free throws. 
It's O'Shea weird. Brissett, three of six. Three of six. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's my guy. Got to be better. They simply have to be better. Yeah. From the line as a team. Just, just ask. Svi Makailu. Two it's of been four. weird. Buddy, all weird. you know how to do is shoot. It's been weird the last two games because they're they're one of the better free throw shooting teams in the league. But the last two games in Indiana, they have just not been able to hit their free throws. It's it's a very odd, ill-timed anomaly uh, for Celtics this season. It's it's annoying because it cost them the game in this one, uh, that in the third quarter. Uh, this was tough. Credit the Pacers. Credit uh, Matherin and uh, Buddy Heald in particular for just hitting every single big shot they needed to it felt like they were huge Aaron Neeson with a big play down the stretch as well um great Jalen Brown game up until the final couple moments you could argue uh he he turned it up when he needed to Christopher Strzingas was solid like the Celtics played a a good game offensively but when it came to stopping the Pacers in the second half they just they couldn't find an answer uh there was just a little too much space for Matherin and healed and then once those guys got hot those two and TJ McConnell was just ripping them to shreds with hustle plays um like you look at the, the 15 turnovers was rough for the celtics i didn't realize it got up to that much uh but the pacers had 13 too like you look at the box score and the celtics shouldn't have lost this game it's just big time plays from uh the pacers and the, the celtics they got blitzed that's the best word i can use to describe it they just got like bull rushed in that third quarter and they just could never find their footing again celtics 52 percent from the field 48.5% from deep. Pacers, 53% roundup and 48% from deep. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of misses in this game. Not a lot of stops in the second half. That's the pull your hair out stuff. This is the second yeah. game that they have lost uh, early in the week, in back-to-back weeks, where they just have lost because they went stretches without getting stops. It's the most infuriating thing to watch as a fan because everything else is working. When you're capitalizing on over 50% of your shot attempts, you got to get stops, buddy. You got to, especially they stopped getting stops when Halliburton left the game. The guy that does everything for the Pacers got injured. And then they stopped getting stops. He wasn't mm. tearing them to shreds. No, they lost to TJ McConnell and the fellas. Yeah, that's awful. I don't care if Tatum was out. I don't care if Hauser was out. You were in this game. You were up double digits. You should win. You should get across the finish line. We'll talk about the finish line in a second. But the road to the end of this game was simply unacceptable. The free throws, the defense, it's the little things that you're mostly in control of, and it's infuriating. Jalen was was great. Uh, Drew Mm -hmm. Holiday was great. Peyton Pritchard was great. Porzingis shot 6 of 13, wasn't the best. Derek White, rough Derek White. Tommy Alter's got to get sent to the sun. Tommy Alter's got to go. Someone's got to scold this man. Send him to the sun. Because Derek White hasn't been the same since he was on the J.J. Pod. Rough game in the first Pacers game. Rough game tonight. He just couldn't find a shot. He made a couple shots down the stretch that were good, but uh, it was rough. Like you said, Pritchard was good. Uh, Brissett, outside of the, the, the shooting, <clears throat> uh, had a good game. He was impactful. A uh, couple steals, a bunch of rebounds. I, I didn't think it was a bad Luke Cornett game either. Uh, his dust up with Luke Isaiah Cornette Jackson. Tied the game. I know. It was big time. 
his little dust up with Isaiah Jackson was entertaining. But like I said, like they just got out energized in the third quarter. Like they could never really pull away. Like I don't want to make it sound like they blew them out in the first half. They were up by a healthy amount, but it, it always felt like the Pacers were right there. And then it's like backwards, like Halliburton going out, energized the Pacers and almost de-energized the Celtics in the sense that they're like, okay, like, I don't know. It, it, it's not, not an excuse. It's just like what you saw on the court. Like they got blown out of the water in that third quarter. They couldn't recover it. They fought back uh, in the fourth, uh, made it a game by the end, which again, we'll talk about. Cause I know that's why, uh, or excuse me, what a lot of people are probably mad about, but uh, as much as it wasn't the reason they lost, it did feel like a game where they missed two of their rotation players. You could feel the depth waning. You could feel like just having Svi and Delano in there for stints, even though they were small, like you could tell that they just just weren't with it. Like that was tough. Having to run everything through Jalen and KP while J- and this is not a knock on Jalen. It was awesome. Like that's the value of having other guys. Tatum defensively, I think, isn't talked about enough. Like he's a big part of what they the do glass. on defense. Yeah, and on the glass, like they got. Did they lose the rebounding battle? They didn't lose it, but they didn't have any big time rebounders. It felt like in this one, like it's it's definitely a game where, I mean, you saw what happened when they have Tatum against Pacers versus tonight. Um, not the reason they lost, but you you could definitely feel the impact of not having him and Hauser too, because I mean Hauser's a legitimate rotation piece now. But <clears throat> the Celtics lost this game because they played Indiana's game. Right. Like on Saturday, they played their style where they locked up on defense and let it turn into offense. This game turned into a shot making slugfest. And that's literally how the Pacers win basketball games this season. They are the best offense in the NBA. Like the Celtics let it get to the point where they were hot, regardless of Halliburton. Yes, Halliburton is the engine that runs the show, but like he's got to pass to some people like they have guys who can make shots. And tonight it was just TJ McConnell who who found those guys to make the shots and the Celtics let it turn into a bucket for bucket. And as great as the Celtics are, you're not going to win a bucket for bucket against the Pacers without Jason Tatum. And, and that's what happened. You saw it. Um, and it was it was frustrating because it, like not a lot of stops, like Sam said, in that second half. And it just turned into offense, offense, offense. And that's literally what the Pacers do. Um, so that was it was tough. It was frustrating. This has been the last two losses, just not getting stops when you need them. I mean, you, you can point a lot of things in the Thunder game. The Thunder are a yeah. much better team than the Pacers. But at the end of the day, they went a long, long stretch without getting any stops in both mm-hmm. games. And and you – you, it's not acceptable. You get it a bit more against the Thunder. It was more concerning against a team that was without X, you know, Tyrese Halliburton. And again, you do miss the defensive – Without their all-star Tatum. point guard. Yeah. You missed the – When you collapsed. The, when he was playing, everything was all right. But uh, he hurts himself. <laughs> You better watch out, mm. baby. And you still, you still, like I said, miss the defensive presence uh, of Tatum, and weirdly enough, probably of Sam Hauser too. But uh, it's just you can't lose this game. Well, I think um, you really like missed the Tatum piece because you had to run both Horford and Porzingis, and this is to your point. You're a lot slower. You're a lot slower, and you start to get targeted. A lot of those non-stops where they mm-hmm. were threes were because guys were comfortable shooting over those guys. They yeah. weren't worried about them because they had to kind of overplay the drive in case the burst of speed beat them. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't, just not the case. And when they didn't overplay the drive, they were just getting past Cornette. And that, Cornette's a good player. He's got his flaws, though. That's why he's not like a second string, first string center. And so um, they got him. But we, we can talk about the end of the game as well. It's not the reason they lost. And I want to make that evidently clear. And we might have another... Uh, Joel Embiid stepping out of bounds video with the last two minute report coming up for you. Uh, well, it gets to you, Sam. So we do care. Um, 
It's not the reason why they lost, but those two calls at the end of the game, bullshit. I'll, I'm not a blame the refs guy. That was that was some that was some crap. Um, the Jalen Brown one, I know what you're gonna say. It wasn't a good shot by Jalen Brown. You understand why he went for it because he was red hot all game, uh, and like you you trust your guys in those moments. You should have swung it. They should have had some ball movement. It was a tough shot. You can't overturn that call though. Like like. And I know you're just going to say it was a bad shot, whatever. You're going to do your whole cynical thing. What I understand is coming. But he got, like, he got hit on the head. It's one thing to, like, call it a, call it no foul on the floor. And then if Joe Missoula had challenged, if he had his challenge, you could say, like, ah, conclusive, whatever. You called it a foul on the floor. He got hit on the head. It was clear on the replay. And then you overturned it. And then not only that, you call that foul on Porzingis, that's where it gets like, what are we doing here? Like that, that those two things, like side by side, back to back, was ter- it was bad. It was real bad. So, first and foremost, I'm not going to complain about the timeout, non timeout. I'm in favor oh, of them think about that. not calling a timeout in that situation. Mm-hmm. I just. I, I can't understand why they continue to take awful shots when the game is on the line. The Celtics had the Timberwolves game. They didn't get the best look. The Warriors game. There's another one in there, too. I don't remember exactly which one off the top of my head. They have lost all of these games, by the way, when they have had a shot with a chance to win. They have gone to Tatum or they have gone to Brown. And none of the rest of the guys. Technically, they went to Cornette with a chance to tie. J- your team is too good. I un- Jalen was on an absolute heater today. Make no mistake. Jalen was excellent. Great game. Efficient game. Efficient from three and the field as a whole. I get it. Heater. This is how I feel about calls down the stretch. I don't mm-hmm. think you should get rewarded for taking contested shots. I don't. It was a foul, though. Either way. Either way. But it was a foul. I don't think so. Was it this a foul? is an unbiased. I don't think Jalen should have got a whistle. I don't think Matherin should have got a whistle. It should have been nothing. If you take a contested jump shot of all shots, you should not get bailed out by the officials. I agree. I think both of them in the moment should have been non-calls because there wasn't enough of a, a hack for it to be a call. Yes. And you can pull it up. This is not me trying to be a dick. I genuinely did not see the hit on the head. You okay? I'll pull it up. I'm, it, I'm not. I'm not doing. I know. I, I I I know. I can tell when you're being an asshole. You're being genuine. <laughs> I I do not know. Like I uh, I can I, show I, you. I truly it, didn't it was, see it. Yeah. it. Looked like he got the ball to me. But then I, like, I did. I tweeted after the play at first as well. I tweeted, "This is going to get overturned." He got a ball when they showed the replay. Like. He got smacked in the back of the head either before or simultaneous, like at the same time that he got the ball. Okay. I'll pull it up. Pull it up. Um, here we go. It, the problem isn't to me okay. the, the call. The problem is the overturn. You can't overturn this. Uh, watch. Yeah. Watch the back of the head here. We'll pull it up. Uh, I don't want the sound. It's obnoxious. Okay. Pull it right, up. Here we go. Uh, You're talking about the forearm then? Yeah. Okay. He, he I was looking at the hand. hand. Yeah, I know. He bumps in the back head with the forearm. Which again, I, if it it should be a no call on the floor, I agree with you. But you can't overturn that when there is clear yeah, contact. Yeah, no, no, I I agree, I agree. I'm not like not as it. mad about it because I was just. I mean, I still don't think 
one, I don't think it's a good should have been a no call. I don't think that's a situation you should get bailed out for taking. I agree. Shouldn't have should have been a no call. So should the O'Shea Kristaps one. That was also bad. Also, Um, not for nothing. This is a big like, hey, I'm right about Kristaps being one of the most clutch guys ever. Made a huge three in this game. Would have been sick to see him post somebody up with the game. I mean, I guess you could be like, call a timeout and run a post up, but. By not calling a timeout, you don't allow Indiana to get their good defenders in the game. Somebody like Heald, who may have fouled Jalen Brown, <laughs> is in the game, and he's not a great defender. I so also – I, I agree with the no timeout. I like it. I like it. I also – I wrote about it today for Celtics blog. Brown has been so good getting downhill this season. I almost rather would see him get in transition because defense is scrambled. So, like, when he was running up the floor there, I was like, this is going to be good. I was expecting him to drive to the paint. I think he just got too – too like i can't think of the right word like he, he got in too deep basically mm. where he just was lost and then he just had to force up a shot like and, and that's not an excuse but I, I think his intentions were good i like the aggressiveness but you you've got to realize you're getting yourself into an this is not english but an ungetoutable hole earlier if you know what i'm saying like you've got to, you've got to read that a little bit better and then the Porzingis foul was bullshit. I'm sorry. That, that's you can't call that. You can't call that. Just you like can't. you can't call the Brown one. You can't call I, I'm more it. mad at the overturning of the Brown thing because you clearly saw the the um the the contact. You cannot call this foul on Porzingis. Are you kidding? That's garbage. And I'm not a blame the ref guy. We neither of us are. Like mm, we, I no. hate blaming the refs. I think it's lazy. This was horrible. After you just overturned a call on Brown, you cannot call that. That's Whoa, Garvey. Ja, season over. Get ready for Grizzlies to tank. Oh, God, Ja, that is awful. Season-ending surgery for a labrum tear in his shoulder. That's terrible. Wow. Tank shit. is on, baby. <clears throat> that sucks. But um, you can't call this foul. No, I, I, you cannot. I understand, like, what? Are they calling this tiny little thing on the elbow? Or, he like... jumped forward. Yeah, yeah. Porzingis, watch Porzingis' foot here. He goes from outside the three-point line to about two feet in. That's an offensive foul. You can't jump nothing. into a player. This, this is nothing. Textbook. This is textbook. Like it, it is nothing. But you understand what I'm saying? Like you literally are not allowed to jump into a player like that. Like that is against the rules. Doesn't now. matter, dude. It, it doesn't. Like they they panic at the end that of games. They garbage. make calls like this. I am unmoved. I'm unmoved. I'm. This is the most consistent thing I'm consistent on ever. I don't think you should get rewarded for taking contested jump shots. I just don't. Sure. If you're playing pickup, that's not a foul. It's you not. can't call it. You. I, I. I hate. I am with you. Like I hate the ticky tack calls in those spots at the end of those games. That's terrible. That's um, another thing. I don't think you know. really. Do, unless the guy gets like mauled. You, do you, you want to be more mad right now? Like that. Joe Missoula says Buddy Heal told him he fouled Jalen Brown that. in the last play. Uh, and J- Joe Missoula has the whole press conference apparently just been going. I can't wait for 4 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Good for Joe. Let him Too trash the refs. I, I'm i not as mad about the Jalen thing. I'm not. I, I, I just think that's like a play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like I'm not. Again, I'm going to keep saying it. I've said it. I, I'm not mad at the. The overturn's like, bad. The, issue. the yeah. overturn is what really killed me because you can't you can't overturn that. And the, 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 the foul first thing is like thing, found money. <sighs> he got bailed out. Then they were like, psych, you shouldn't be bailed out. The Matherin one is bad because they went and looked at it to check the time. And they essentially confirmed the call because he was like, he makes contact with him. Garbage. I don't know if that's something they can over. They I don't think they can overturn that they by can. going to the monitor. They would have had to challenge it. Kind of surprised yeah. the Celtics didn't challenge it. Did they, they already have one? 
they used it on uh they had they used it uh, it was was it early uh, yeah it was early it was oh i remember it i forget I don't what remember it was, exactly the play but it. it was in the first half yes uh, all right well that's fair i forgot it it was just frustrating and again i'm gonna keep reiterating this it's not the reason <clears throat> excuse me got something in my throat it's not the reason the celtics lost the game it, like the Celtics lost the game in the third quarter uh, by not getting stops. They lost it by getting blitzed by an offensive minded team and then letting them get into an offensive shootout. And they lost with the missed free throws, right? Those are the reasons they lost the game and the turnovers. To Who's to say they would have even but. made the free throws at the end of the game? Perfect, Jack. <laughs> they, this True. is full circle. I'm a miserable motherfucker. Yeah. But. I mean, can you, oh. Jalen Brown shot three of five at the free throw line. Should you even be able to complain about getting fouled, buddy? Why don't you make the ones you already had? Hmm. Let's go there. Uh, but no, final final answer. Both calls bad, regardless. Mm. The overturn bad. The, we that is a situation referees should just not be heard from unless there's like assault. Yeah, agree. Just, I I, what I think I retweeted somebody that wants to go to bed. Like I wanted to go to bed. I didn't want to see overtime, but that's terrible. I retweeted the um. Uh, let me find it. it, it the, the sleepless, the sleepless no, nights. This is what I found. This is the equivalent of the Kristaps foul call on Benedict Mather. Oh, the Jimmy Butler. Yeah, this is the same shit. Like, what are we doing? Uh, this Trap. is even less. I know. <laughs> uh, God, that's imagine that you were podding back then. Terrible. I remember this day. I was in the talk. I remember it. It was awful. Anyways, again, not the reason the Celtics lost. Expect a. The NBA refs admitted they made a mistake. Blah 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 video with I, they should have to do a big matter. circle jerk that like they did for LeBron <laughs> when, when he he did not get his call at the guard sleepless nights. But anyways, tough loss for the Celtics. It is what it is. Ugly one, bad one, but you know what happened, and you fix it moving forward. That's all you can do at this point. We'll throw it over to our uh, past selves who are probably a lot happier right now. A lot happier. All right, thank you to our past selves. We'll take it back. For the rest of the show, obviously, you guys now know how the Pacers game went. We just talked about it, but our current selves don't really know what happened. So we're just we're waiting in the wings to see what happens. And then I'm sure it'll be either a great pod or a less than stellar one, which could be just as entertaining, I suppose, because who knows what's going to happen. The NFL season is wrapping up and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 
or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. But uh, let's get into some other Celtics news. The Celtics uh, have disregarded or excuse me they have guaranteed their contracts sorry i was looking at the next thing i got distracted Celtics have guaranteed four contracts luke Cornette, delano banton uh lamar stevens uh and c mikhailu uh all guaranteed all going to be on the team for the rest of the season however brian rob of mass live reporting that uh sources around the league have told him that so there's a strong chance the celtics make a trade or make some sort of move by the deadline and this would make sense because they now have the extra salary guaranteed on the books uh, that they can now trade in a future deal, um, sort of similar to what happened with Justin Jackson and or Noah Vonley uh, last year when their contracts were either guaranteed or traded. So uh, some some more flexibility for the Celtics here. Doesn't feel like Luke Cornett would be the guy to be traded because they seem to like him. He's been playing well lately. But uh, for Lamar Stevens, Viva Kyle, Delano Benton could be an uncertain future going forward. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was never going to be Cornett. That $2.4 million was pretty much guaranteed anyways like his role on the team is large enough to where he was going to be around past yesterday pretty much no matter what it would have sucked if he got hurt or something and then they were like nah we're not paying you but yeah. besides that i can't see any scenario where they would have let him walk as for the others it makes sense to keep them around because that's extra salary that you can use to make moves i guess if you really think that's a possibility with uh, six million total between the three of them, eight point four if you count Cornette. But it wouldn't have been shocking if like Svima Kailu wasn't around anymore. That's yeah. one like I saw some people even tweeting like Svi's out there playing for his contract the other day because he got yeah. some minutes against Utah, I think, because they blew yeah. The, yeah they blew the doors off him. Yeah, I don't know. The rest of it's like whatever. It's like cool. Like I, I don't like to see guys just get cut for no reason. They've all done pretty much what they have been asked to do, so no problem there. Yeah, they've been fine. Um, it does feel like Sfi, Delano, and Lamar are the three that haven't really made an impact. Like they've each gotten their chances and spots. Fee the least of the bunch. Um, it just it hasn't been enough to get them uh, over the you know O'Shea Brissett, Luke Cornett, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard group. Like th- those four have seemingly push themselves past the rest of the pack, which is fine. Like that's, that's how seasons go. You find guys who work and you roll with them, but it does feel like you could see a sort of accumulation trade. That's not the right word. Like c- combining these salaries um, into one person, although a team, team up trade, no consolidation. You can tell yeah. is the word. Thank you. Um, team up trades more fun. But, uh, but it doesn't exactly give the same effect. Uh, combining Sfi, Delano, and Lamar is kind of pointless, though, because that would just effectively be the same value as the TPE. You go a little bit more uh, over it, I, I think. 
Um, but at that point, like, I don't think there's enough players in that little gap that it matters unless Brad has his eyes on somebody that we don't know about. But uh, he must, know. right? Because we keep hearing about this. This isn't like a one-off report where, hey, like they might do something. Like we keep hearing like Celtics are keeping their eyes peeled on adding something. Like even Brad was like, we're looking for a wing with size. Now, maybe that was him being like, hey, play O'Shea Brissett because that has happened since then. Mm. But also there are guys out there that we've talked about, like Tory Craig, Conchar, and the gang, you know, all the names mm-hmm. you keep hearing. But he's got to have somebody he's interested in because I don't think we would keep hearing this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was wrong. Delano, Sfi, and Lamar both make two million flats. That gets them up to six mil. So the, it, it really doesn't matter because the TPE is 6.2, I think. Um, so at that point, like, it, it's the same guys. Unless you include, like... Yeah, two guys they're looking at. I guess. Unless you're including, like... You could include a Cornette, a Brissett, or a Jordan Walsh to get up to like that seven eight range, and then like I mean, even if you get to there though, like the difference of six point something mil to the seven eight, like guys that become available if you throw in Jordan Walsh uh, are like Cody Martin on the Hornets. Like, good move actually. Then you get a Martin twin to kind of combat yeah the witchcraft that the Heat have done. And maybe you have a Martin twin when you have playoff series that you should win. <laughs> uh, like Chetty Osman, you can get up to at that point. Maybe that's what he wants. If you include somebody like that, you get Caleb Martin. Technically, I want to go over oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's just not much. And then if you include Luke Cornette to get up to that $8 million range, like Mo Wagner, but I don't think they're going to oh, give yeah. him up. No. Um, D'Anthony Melton, but he's not like Philly's not going to give him up. DeLon Wright is if that's is that what you want? Like, are you going to give O'Shea or Luke Cornette up to get DeLon Wright? Like, no, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, maybe they want Keegan Murray. Maybe they're like, yeah, we'll get get Keegan Murray for that. Who the Kings are really (laughs) eager to give up. Yeah, there's just not much out there. Like, like it doesn't seem likely. Uh, Brad's probably got something up his sleeve. Maybe you get. This is funny. Jock Londale makes $8 million, right? And at first glance, you're like, that's terrible. Jock Londale makes $8 million for this year, the year after, the year after that, and then a team option. That's a very tradable $8 million moving forward. That's the only thing I could see that would be like, all right, maybe we want some some flexibility because the CBA is going to restrict us from doing much moving forward. So we're going to get $8 million salary on the books now, and we'll just play him as some backup center minutes. But like, it just seems a lot like that. That would be very forward thinking for Brad Stevens, uh, which I don't know if that's what they're looking to do. Hasn't he been awful? Uh, t- yeah, by the numbers, he's not shooting well, but he's barely playing. So it's not like he's like playing, like playing poorly in significant minutes. It- it's the equivalent of Siva Kailu shooting like crap this season. Like he's just like, can't get a rhythm. He's like, he's not in the game. So I don't, I don't attribute sure. to it. Like, he's bad because he's not necessarily shooting well. It's just he's not getting the chances. Um, but he was really forward, good. He was good in Phoenix last year. When we get to talk about the trade exception, we're calling it CTE talk, Celtics trade <laughs> exception talk, uh, because it, it works both ways. I mean, mm-hmm. I I just – I know we we all have to look at the solutions and everything, but you just keep getting led to the same avenues of like, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? It's the same. It's bunch. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, speaking of CTE, Patriots fans probably listening to this now. <laughs> welcome job, in. Uh, past season just wrapped up. Bill Belichick may have played his final season uh, or coached his final season as a Patriot. Shout out Matthew Slater. I know you're not a Patriots guy. Matthew Slater's a legend. Same with David Andrews. Uh, however, you might be wondering, Jack Sam, this is a Celtics podcast. Why are you talking about the Patriots? Well, because it's about the time of year where all the Patriots fan no longer a football to watch because the Pats are out. So they're going to start tuning into the Celtics. They will be watching their first game tonight. Maybe yes. not tonight because the college football national championship is tonight. But this yes. week, some people are going to watch their first Celtics game of the season. This is the True. equivalent of like when you're a little bit younger and you play video games and then like. The people that aren't as into whatever game you're playing, like say 2K, 2K comes out in September and then they get it for Christmas and they all kind of load up the game and you have to deal with the CTE of they don't know how everything works yet. That's mm. what you're going to get with Patriots fans, except they are vociferous. Anytime they have something to say, you will hear them on Twitter. They're like, well, this guy sucks. Why is he on the team? Mm. So as they trickle in here, Jack and I are going to predict which player is going to become their scapegoat after watching five games this month. Mm -hmm. Would you like to go first? Well, on so talking rankings. Yes. On talking sees, I hypothesize that it could be Derek white because I feel like he could just have a rough shooting night and uh, <clears throat> Patriots fans would be quick to neglect the rest of the impact that he makes. However, I think most Patriots fans will have watched the playoffs last year. And so they probably like Derek white because they, that's True. like the only experience they have. They're so like maybe not. Winner. He's good. So I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to go drew holiday as my one, because I think he's missed some layups this year. He's obviously, I think his impact is hardest to notice because most of it's like leading the defense and controlling things on that end. And so I think all it's going to take is a couple missed layups and Pats fans are not going to like drew holiday, which is just like, a very Pats fan thing. I think he's going to be their new Marcus Smart. I'll put it that way. Okay. that That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to reach back and kind of surprise here, and I'm going to say Joe Mazzula. Mm, They're going to okay. be like, this guy is awful. Why is he still <laughs> the head coach of this basketball team? We all complained about him as loud as we could last spring, and he's still here. Why? Why isn't he calling timeouts? Why are they yeah. shooting so many open threes? Why does he refuse to play, uh, I don't know, Svi Mikhailu? We saw him light up the Celtics <laughs> in years past. Why isn't he getting more minutes? So, yeah, I think Joe Mazzulla is going to be the focal point of a lot of Patriots fans, especially after the whole Belichick thing. They're like, they don't really feel comfortable with their coach. They don't know if he's going to be there going forward. So they have to, you know, come in there like coaching is important. Let's look and see what's going on with the Celtics. Why? Who is this guy? Why is he still here? Yeah, I can see that. That 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 tracks. It just the it tracks because the Patriots usually fans uh, subset of people usually find the laziest way to criticize the team, and that would be one of the laziest ways. To we are just trashing people so bad. I love this. There, <laughs> listen, there are going to be listen. people in the comments. They're going to say we. I always listen to this show. I'm really hurt. This is not listen. For you. No, it it is. Uh, if you like the Patriots, but also like the Celtics, that's not who you're talking about. Like I, I watch the Patriots. I, I will watch them every once in a while. I went to a Pats game when's this year. Sam just likes football. That is, oh, wait, not, is a win. Like, not a win. They got they lost to the Chiefs. Um, we're talking about the people who only watch the Patriots and only care about the Celtics when the Patriots are no longer playing. 
because those are often the people who find the stupidest ways to criticize the team. Patriot, the, the quote Patriots fans we are referencing are the same people who disliked Marcus Smart vehemently and let you know about it. It's the same subset of people usually. These are the people that go online and a lot of people be like, wow, like some Celtics fans have brain damage. Mm-hmm. You can be a Patriots fan and still know what you're talking about with the Celtics. You can't be, you know, the Patriots guys. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a difference between being a fan of the Patriots and the Patriots people. Like th- those are two different things. Those are two different things that we're referencing. All right. here. You're on, you're on the clock. We'll do like three or four rounds of this. Of drafting? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so who'd you take? You took Joe? I took Joe. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to go... I was going to say Jason Tatum, but I think he's turned a corner to the point where the shooting's back a little, so I'm going to go Jalen Brown. I-, I think all it'll okay. take is a couple yeah. turnovers, and they'll just revert to where they were they Remember? Year. Yeah, yeah. This guy, he, he didn't good. learn how to dribble his left hand yet? What the <laughs> hell? Well, because the context summer. is... The context is Patriots fans have not watched a game since game seven of the finals last right. year. And so the last thing they remember is Jalen Brown having eight turnovers. And so they won't understand that he's been really good this season. So yeah, I'll go Jalen Brown in my two. My money is going to be on Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard has been kind of up and down this year. He's been a little bit streaky. He had a game a couple games ago where he was doing the Tatum super cool step backs and they weren't going in. I don't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head if he was super impactful against the Pacers on Saturday, so I, my guess is he wasn't. Uh, so they're going to see, and they're going to be like, this guy's been on the team for a while. He didn't play last year. Now he's playing. Why is he playing now? He sucks. Wait a minute. They gave this guy more money? He's going to be here for four more years? Mm-hmm. Why is he still on the team? He's short. He can't defend. And he's not athletic. Why Why on earth is he getting minutes on a Celtics team that's going to win a championship? Mm. So, yeah, Peyton Pritchard is a, a good candidate, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Luke Cornett because if Damn, normal was, Celtics yeah, if normal Celtics fans are split on Luke Cornett, I can't imagine the Patriots fans will like him. I think that's pretty clear cut, cut and dry, easy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Al Horford. Really? I don't like your draft. I'll say it. I, I I think I win this, but I'll you might explain. win this, but I'm going to make an argument for all of them. I think Al Horford has taken not a step back in terms of what we see, but in terms of somebody that's watching games for a box score or watching games to see how many, how many threes somebody makes Al Horford is not exactly doing the same things he was doing before. Like these people very casually watch the Celtics. So they may think that they're getting, uh, all-star Al Horford, who made two appearances as a Celtic in his first stint, somebody that they would go to in the low post and would consistently make the little drop bank shot with one hand that he takes off the block. Those shots mm-hmm. kind of don't go in anymore for whatever reason. And they're going to be like, this guy's washed. He's 37. They need to move him. He, they, they signed him to an extension last year. Get rid of that money now. Bring in, uh, let's see, who's like the really fun, like they should trade for this guy guy. Uh, for 10 million Caruso, you could be like trading for Caruso, get, Mm -hmm. get more help, whatever. But yeah, I think Al Horford could fall victim to this because he's not starting anymore and so on. Uh, I am going to go to Sam Hauser because all it's going to, all it's going to take is one of three night, oh, four night from three. And they're going to say, this guy sucks because 
Yeah. Sam, I think you're giving Patriots fans too much credit, which is weird for you. Because all of your explanations, all of your explanations are super in-depth. Like, yeah, this guy's not a great defender. He's misses this. My explanations are turnover bad, shooting bad. I said Pritchard shooting bad. I know, I know, I know. But, like, you're going more in-depth. You're like, yeah, Horford's missing these hooks. They don't watch that closely. They see shot go in, shot go out. Well, that's what I mean. What do you mean? You just said he's missing these hoods, hooks. That is know, shot go out. That's it, what it, it is. But it's you're, and you're, it's close. you're talking it's right so in the basket. I know, but I, my thing is, I, I think you're almost too niche. Like, like Horford's still going to make his threes, but he, he's struggling in like very niche areas. Like he'll do certain things. Blah blah They're blah. Like this Pritchard, guy like, tall. Why isn't ball and hoop? <clears throat> uh, no, I, I think you're. I, I think you're uh, like, and I also don't think they'll pay attention to the coaching as much. I think they'll go to. The, I don't know. I, I well, think you're giving pay, pay fans to it. They just they that's built in. I just think you're good. I just think you're giving Pat's fans. When too I much said Missoula, you said that was a good pick. I like go the laziest route they possibly can. Yes, Missoula is a good pick. I, I think Pritchard and Horford. I don't know. I just think, I, I think too much credit. I'm stealing that. yours for the last one. Then Derek White, you can't argue me on this one. Sure. You're and right. also <laughs> the the extra wrinkle to Derek White is that like he has been playing really well, and they have undoubtedly seen some Derek White propaganda trickle onto their timeline, and mm-hmm. then they're going to have higher expectations of him and be like, wait a minute, shot not go in. Why he bad? Where does hair go? Brady never lost his hair. He actually got more handsome as his career sure. went on, which you could say about Derek White. But why why isn't he this all-star, mega, super cool player that we all heard he is? Why is he all of a sudden missing shots thanks to Tommy Alter? Mm, Tommy Alter, what a guy. He's really ruined it, huh? Really fucked it up. Uh, all right, <clears throat> let's go on over to the email, see what people have to say. Uh, I think we only have a couple today, but we'll check them out. Uh, I think they're both about the Pacers game. So uh, this is, well, the first Pacers game because we're recording this before the second one. RJ, what's popping? The many faces of O'Shea Brissett. Evening, gents. Writing this immediately after the Celtics take down to the Pacers. Nindy, this is the first Celtics game against the Pacers from Saturday. Yet more words for me about O'Shea Brissett between the eye injury to KP and Tatum's foul trouble. His 19 minutes off the bench were the most of anyone not named Al Horford. He provided energy and rebounding, even as some of his early defensive rotations were a little weak. But credit where credit is due, he filled the gaps in a night where it would have been very easy to let go of the lead in the third quarter. Uh huh. I did not realize until I checked. This is two games in a row. The Celtics have led wire to wire. Coach Missoula talks about how each game is different, and that certainly was true tonight. KP's injury, Tatum and D. White in foul trouble, turnover margin, and free throw weirdness were things that might have derailed the Celtics earlier in the season or even last year. Well, that's just my addendum. Uh, but tonight, everyone chipped in and held on tight. Right down to O'Shea Brissett hitting a three with 422 left to push the lead out to 16 and potentially ice it for Boston. Props to Tatum and Brown for each playing a better brand of hero ball tonight when we needed it most. And great call by Al to rest last night against the Jazz and be ready to put up a tidy 10-7-8 line against the Pacers. Here's hoping KP recovers quickly. Looking forward to Monday's game. Be well, RJ. KP did recover quickly. He will play. Yeah, or he did I hope play. he has glasses or something cool. <laughs> like he needs some kind of like relic to let us all know that he's been through some hardship. Goggles KP would be kind of cool. Eye patch Goggles. KP. <laughs> Hi. Even though that would like significantly hinder his ability to play basketball, yeah. it would be sick to just. Well, it would be cool to have him like on the bench with the eye patch, but mm. he he is gonna play. Uh, what's popping from the Pacers game from Gerald Colston? What's up, fellas? Hopefully all is good with you. Uh, this past game against the Pacers on Saturday was actually an impressive win. I like the way Jill and Brown approached the game on the offensive end. I do believe uh, that a few times in the third quarter, we might have let them get to the rim easily. However, being able to go into that environment and come away with the win uh, without KP was good to see. 
They remind me of a hungry young Orlando team. They still might be a piece or two way to become true contenders. One big reason why we're successful has, I think, has to do with Sam Cassell. Both the Jays have seen an increased role from the mid-range and post-play. Do you believe Sam should be a head coach? Uh, where would he be a good fit at? Thank you, guys. I I read that at first as should be the head coach, and I was like, what the, what the hell are we doing? But it says a head coach, and probably, yeah, he's been in the running for a lot of head coaching positions. Like He's probably one of the next up, uh, especially after this year of success he's finding in Boston. So if you're an NBA executive listening to this, Sam Cassell's a moron. You don't want him. <laughs> He's going yeah. to take your team down like the Celtics have seven losses as of January 8th, 2024, and you can chalk at least five of them up to him being an idiot. So if you want your team to be on the upswing, you definitely don't want him as a head coach. And that would be a really bad move. Maybe you're a young team. Uh, you want your guys to really bond and, and grow together. He hates that. Mm. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh no, Sam Cassell is a great coach. He's obviously done a great job in Boston. Uh, I don't know if he's up. He's probably up next. Hey, man, Charles Lee, to be honest, which kind of sucks for the Celtics. But those guys shows, suck. <laughs> it just shows how good of a coaching staff the Celtics have put together this season. Uh, so good for them. To kind of circle uh, back to the yeah. pieces of both emails here, the Saturday win over the Pacers certainly did not feel wire to wire. The Celtics did a great job in recovering. Throughout, like in that in the third quarter into the fourth quarter, it was a big stretch, and it's amazing that they can still win a wire to wire game like that without it feeling like they were in complete control. That's a testament of how good this team is. They don't even have to be on it to be dominant. That's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been a great year for the Celtics so far. Uh, Could dominant. be better if it wasn't for those bozo assistants that they have. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on over to the NBA section. Uh, check out what the rest of the league has been up to. Um, we've had only a couple days or two days, I think, of, of stuff that we might have missed since the last time we recorded. So probably yeah, not going to be too much Saturday. for us to go over. Um, but we have fun we'll stuff check it out now. regardless. Let's see what's going on around the league. Uh, Celtics have won two in a row. And the Bucks, Sixers, and Timberwolves have all lost. So the Celtics have a two-game uh, cushion over everybody else in the league right now. They are the last team in the NBA with fewer than 10 losses, and they're at seven. So they've got a little bit of cushion there, too. So <clears throat> Celtics are slowly separating themselves from the pack. Um, they did this at the start of last year as well, but it, it, they're extending it this year. Last year, uh, their gap over the league ended on the West Coast. This year, uh, it's extended eight days into January at the very least. Um, right. They've done it longer this year. And a little tidbit about the Bucks, because I don't want to do a whole break on this in the show because I don't really like speculating on this kind of stuff. But Dame is not going to play tonight against the Jazz. It is mm. Monday because of personal reasons. And like people are like, well, he's having a lot of stuff going on in his life, and this might be why he's playing bad. But just a wrinkle to like, hey, Milwaukee might continue not to win games. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. If he's not playing, that's an extra offensive weapon that they won't have. So I would mm. love to see them lose again. That'd be sick. I would love it. It's nice mm. to see the cushion continue to grow. Unlike last year, like you mentioned, where it, it disappeared quite early in the season. And it never quite came back. They never even took the spot back. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the middle of the East has won a lot of games. Magic two in a row. Cavs three in a row. Knicks four in a row. Knicks undefeated with Obi Toppin since he's been uh, on the team. Pacers OG. just lost the game, obviously, to the Celtics. Uh, yeah. OG. He said Toppin. Oh, sorry. 
I saw the Pacers next. OG Ananobi. Uh, Nets, Pacers, Heat all lost one in, in the Eastern Conference. You lose one game, you're dropping. Pacers were fourth last time we looked at this. They're seventh now. Is a tight race in the East. Um, bottom of the East is as expected. Bulls and Raptors have won one in a row, but they've been mid. And the Hawks continue to fall with the Hornets, Wizards, Pistons. Uh, when do the Pistons get fun again? How many games do they have? They're, they're at four now. How many games do they have to lose in a row before we all start like being like 10 plus to the Pistons? 10 plus. 10 okay. plus. Yeah. I think 10 plus. Uh, Spurs now own the longest losing streak in the league at five. Timberwolves just lost one. Thunder Clippers Kings also on a little losing. Uh, Bender two, two, one, and one there. Nuggets just won their last game. Mm. Not good. King Timberwolves five and five. Not good at all. Mavs have won three in a row, though. They are picking up the pace. Kyrie Irving put in a great shift last night. I know I saw it all over Twitter. Um, Warriors lost one. They're five and five as well. Lakers snapped their losing streak, unfortunately, for Sam. Three and seven, however. Uh, Grizzlies are turning things around. They're six and four in their last 10. They have won two in a row. And the Jazz, who we keep talking about whenever we look at the standings, seven and three in their last 10 still. They're finding a little bit of a groove. Uh, trying to sneak their way up into that play and race. They're one game behind the Lakers in 10th place. Um, and yeah, it's a, a weird West. The West is looking very weird. Not, not I think, where a lot of us expected it to be when the season began. But. The weirdness of this league continues to grow, and that means expansion, buddy. There's mm-hmm. too much, too many teams that are like, maybe they're good, maybe they're bad, because the talent across the board is just so high that every team has guys that you're like, well, that guy's pretty good. Like, they could win some games here. If he he leads these guys to play some winning basketball, they could be a problem. Like, mm-hmm. you can go probably from Memphis up and be like, what about this guy? Like, Memphis. What about Ja, Jaron Jackson? Like, they have winning players, and obviously they're at where they're at because of Ja's suspension. Utah. Well, marketing's pretty good. Sexton's solid. Like, their team isn't mm-hmm. that bad around them. Golden State, they obviously have a championship core of guys. Lakers have LeBron and AD. Phoenix, they've got their big three of guys that never play. Uh, Houston, maybe of the bunch, of other than Utah, the worst at the top. But Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, their young guys have all been playing pretty good ball. Shangoon is a beast. New Orleans, Fat Zion, CJ, who hates Sacramento. And then as you keep going up, it becomes more obvious. But mm. there isn't... a. Uh, a bunch or, or a group that I just mentioned that you can be like, well, those guys really suck. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, everyone's got a chance in the West. So it's very compact. Very compact. Um, some news that dropped during the show. Sam, don't look at your phone. I don't know if you saw this. Bob Myers got hired. Did oh, you this, see this I knew. You did see it. Bob Myers, former GM of the Warriors, is going to the NFL. Uh, commanders are hiring Bob Myers, former NBA executive of the year, uh, to help run their franchise. Just well, he's going to be like a consultant as they look for a new head coach, I believe. I don't think he's going to join the commanders. He's going to be like an well, outside. Well, he's being hired. Jeff Van Gundy. So he's going to be a part of the organization in some capacity. Ian Rappaport's reporting it. That means it's something well, uh, significant. Um, I don't know. This is kind of, kind of weird. It is it's weird. Fun, but kind of cool. It is fun. Kind of cool. Good for Bob Myers. Interesting. Uh, this is a football-heavy show, apparently. This podcast, we can't even escape it. No matter what, it'll be there. Vince Carter played in the. uh, Oh, not Vince Carter. That's Mbappe. What are you talking about? I'll be there no matter what. Oh, 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 yeah. Football just intruding upon every sports show, no matter what, (laughs) even if it's not welcome. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, anyways, uh, we'll stick with the Warriors here, but we'll go to Draymond Green, who uh, is being reinstated by the league. Uh, he is back officially, and since he's been back, uh, some new news, some stuff like that has, has come about. Uh, on his podcast, Draymond revealed that he almost retired. He said, I told him, uh, him being Adam Silver, Adam, this is too much for me. This is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. I'm going to retire. Uh, and Adam said, you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that. Draymond said, we had a long, great conversation. Very helpful to me. Very thankful to play in the league with a commissioner like Adam, who is more about helping you than hurting you, helping you than punishing you. It's more about the players. Uh, it's weird to hear him talk. I, I don't doubt that something similar like that, like something like this happened. It feels like a story he might be dramatizing for the sake of the podcast, which is what you do when you're in the media landscape. But um, I know I, I don't doubt that he he thought about like taking a step back for a while or just being like getting frustrated with all the shit going on and like stuff like that. But this is this is was a very uh, I know it's getting memed on Twitter. So this is some entertaining. Or yeah. Not entertaining, but significant. Story. Bobby Kravinsky, who is a staple of this channel, the mm. HBTC universe, sent us the tweet from Josh Horford. Guy was asked to work on self-control and self-accountability, and he actually considered retiring instead. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think there's any way that Draymond was like, I'm not going to play basketball anymore. One, he just signed a new contract over the summer. It's not like he's going to like, if he was going to retire, the summer would have been the time, I think, right? Like, he wouldn't have come back, signed a whole new deal just to be like, well, that's enough of that. We we cannot have that. So I think this is a bunch of crap. Unless he really just doesn't think he can control himself or like the joke kind of went, like he really just doesn't want to better himself to be out there and not be a problem. But it just seems pretty unrealistic. Like Draymond still contributes for the Warriors in a meaningful way. He's not a bum, even though he doesn't put up monster numbers. He still has such a great chemistry with Stephen Clay that when he's out there, the team benefits from his presence for sure. Yeah, I saw another tweet that just said they just said you can't be fighting people, and he said I'll fucking quit. I swear to God. Uh, listen, like I said, I I don't doubt that. Like you think I will so quit. I don't doubt that some sort of conversation uh, like this happened. I feel like this is a bit like dramatic. Maybe it wasn't exactly like this, um, but he's back. Uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter. It said, thank God. Now I know that therapy can fix all my problems in 12 days, uh, which is also a kind of funny thing, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, ex I'm interested. I'll say to see what Draymond looks on the court again. It's hard for me to believe that all of the, uh, the vitriol and the aggression is just gone like that. But I, I don't doubt that there's been some sort of change. I don't know. It, it's a Somebody weird just gave him a stress ball. Like he just has <laughs> one of those like squeeze things and he's, he keeps it like in the waistband of his shorts during games. And he just takes it out. Like when he's getting mad instead of decking a mm. European guy. Um, okay. Little quick thought here of golden States championship group, right? Is Draymond the only one that you can see like him not finishing his career there? I feel like there is a weird washed Draymond arc that we're all due to watch where he gets dealt somewhere or waved and joins another team or something like that. And he's just kind of hanging out like a Udonis Haslam type on some team. Well, 
One, I think if it was going to be anybody, it might be Clay. Um, however, I'm going to find it here. A report just came out from Golden State, um, from Monty Pool of NBC Sports Bay Area, which is the equivalent of NBC yep. Sports Boston, obviously. Said Warriors remain committed to Green, who, along with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, composed the t- composed the team's veteran core. Though multiple league sources told NBC Sports Base Bay Area that Golden State will be active in approaching, uh, be active approaching the deadline. There has been nothing to indicate a move that would break up the decorated trio. So I, I don't think any of them will. You know what Golden that State. means? What Kaminga? Yes. Yeah, cooked he's cooked he's done he's coming here um big way no. brad steve no, celtics not. expected to make a move no i'm gonna drive you nuts for the next month yeah because you're just saying like s- stupid shit in- intentionally talk, to get baby. me angry you're a moron great exception cte next time you bring up coming to the celtics i'm kicking you out of the show and i'm doing it myself that's mal like from jack speaking of cte Giannis got mad at Thanasis the other day uh, in a quote to The Athletic. Giannis, uh, this quote went viral on Twitter. Uh, was the context just, yeah, called out the teams after after they lost to the Rockets. It was a tough loss. Uh, Giannis said, we have to be better. We have to play better. We have to defend better. Normal. Yeah, normal quote. Keeps going. We have to trust one another better. We have to be coached better. Okay, Giannis. Every single thing. Everybody has to be better. Everybody. Yeah, Okay. It starts from the equipment manager. He has to wash our clothes better. <laughs> okay. The bench has to be better. The leaders of the team have to be more vocal. We have to make more shots. We have to defend better. We have to have better energy. We have to blah, blah, blah or better strategy. We have to blah, blah, blah. Equipment manager catching a stray might be the craziest quote of the year. That, that might be the craziest thing that's happened all season. Yeah. So this Bucks loss, like for context, they were getting whomped and they came back to only lose by four. But this was a game where they were not playing good defense in the first half. It was something he talked about in this long string of ranting. But the equipment manager just catching a random stray is the craziest quote from like a Giannis type who really isn't that wild behind the mic. Like that guy was just probably minding his business, logged onto Twitter, and he was just getting roasted by everybody. But I mm-hmm. do think, in Twitter's defense, they were actually pretty sympathetic towards this person. Like, they were like, "Why? What does he have to do with all of this? Like, he's not on the court." The best one, like you mentioned, was somebody being like, "Wow, they even they're playing so bad. He's even throwing Thanasis under the bus." So, I'm happy to see the Bucks having a hard time. I do not hate the Bucks. By any means, I like Giannis. I think he's a respectable superstar, one of the most respectable we've seen over the last decade or so. I mean, Curry, too, obviously, having not left and had success in Golden State. But very bizarre to see them uh, struggling this bad. But what is this? Someone found a video that the Bucks put out of like day in the life of the equipment manager, and it's just oh. the, the Bucks equipment manager just spraying some Febreze on the clothes, just being. He kind of looks like um, just doing his job. Christian Vasquez on the Red Sox a little bit. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Former Red Sox Look catcher. Former Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They they put out a equipment manager all access video every a year apparently. Tape. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if they've done one this There's year. There's a, but I I thought of this too late because it's been two days since this came out. Mm. But the, there's a Drake and Josh where Josh is the equipment manager of the football team, and then he actually gets in the game and he gets like actual CTE, like he gets yeah. he gets to be taken on a stretcher. And I was like, this is what Giannis wants out of the equipment manager. Yeah, 
He wants the help, man. He needs it. That'd be a banger tweet. How much help that. does Giannis need? He should find that tweet. That would probably do numbers. It's <clears> too <throat> late. I'm late. Yeah, still, still find it. Uh, next piece of news is Shaquille O'Neal is getting his jersey retired by the Orlando Magic. Uh, it's going to be the first number to go up in the Raptors in Orlando. He was told on inside the NBA. What are your thoughts on this? I, I know, I I know you're a big <laughs> win a championship, get your number retired guy. But well, for a franchise, franchise, yeah, for a franchise like the Magic, like one, no numbers retired yet. Two, with all due respect to the young Magic, doesn't seem like there's a championship in their immediate future. Uh, uh, they could be competitive for a while. I'm talking next three, five years. I don't know. Maybe I don't think they're gonna win a title, and I think the Celtics are gonna be good for a while. But besides the Celtics, like, pick an Eastern Conference team that has a lot of longevity. Um, I think the Bucks will be good for a little while. Regardless. You think so? Mm-hmm. Middleton, Giannis is Giannis. They'll find stuff. For Brooke, Dame, all getting yeah. older. They'll be fine. I, I think Giannis will keep carrying them. Pacers. I think the Magic. The Pacers are a good one. I think the Magic have potential to just be a thorn in the side for years and years, and like a legitimate threat at one point too, where like you're expecting them to make the conference finals. I don't know if they'll ever be better than the Celtics per se, because the Celtics have set themselves up very well. But they have something going there. They've got good stars with Paolo and Franz. They have the flexibility to bring in some extra help via trade. We've talked about Murray, DeJounte Murray, being a potential addition there. Doesn't mean he's a get-over-the-hump guy, but they still have an ability to bring in help. So, sure. Hmm. Now, back to the question. I was going to say, you took that on a tangent. It was That was not intended. <laughs> well, because you said, like, uh, like my, these guys, whatever. My point was, I know you're big on only retiring a jersey if it's a championship doesn't feel like a championship is guaranteed in the next x amount of years there's nothing imminent like a a nuggets or a celtics or stuff like that where you can like easily see them winning it so are you okay with them retiring Shaq's jersey even though he only spent i think he only spent four years there i know it was i I put that one on the sheet important seasons but that is where this gets cloudy for me Hmm. because in his short time in orlando shorter than i thought it was they made one of their two finals appearances, which is a, like the pinnacle for them. Yeah. They have not won a final. Did they beat the Lakers at all when they played the Lakers? Did they win one game? Uh, What year was that? 2009. I don't know if they won a game in that finals. I'm not sure. I can check while you talk. Well, anyways, Shaq did not win a finals game. They got swept by Hakeem's Rockets. Mm-hmm. But he was like a very big figure in Orlando. I've heard stories about like Orlando during that time really being behind the magic. So he had a big part in getting the franchise to be that won one game. Dwight won one game. Yeah. Okay. So like I can see the vision. He was their first great player. But at the same time, four seasons. Four seasons to me. I don't know if it's long enough. You'd be like, well, KG. KG played six. And that's with the Celtics. But yeah, you could be like KG was the best player on a title team. Mm-hmm. It's different. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think for the Magic, especially since it's their first one, he was their first great player. It's their first number being retired. It seems fair. Four seasons is not a very long time to have played for a team to get your number retired. Uh, my thing is, I'm I say okay that with as LeBron him. will get his six retired. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, but he won two titles. That's different. Um, 
I, I, I'm okay with them retiring Shaq's jersey because, like you said, the impact he had in Orlando, he's really their first big star. He took him to the finals once. However, if you're retiring Shaq's jersey, you now have to retire Dwight Howard's jersey. You Shaq won't like that very much. I know, but you have to. I think they should have retired Dwight Howard's jersey before Shaq's. Yeah, he spent more seasons there, 2004 to 2013. I know he wasn't quite as dominant, um, but the longevity he had there I think was – perhaps more important. He won a finals game. I don't know. Maybe that's too far. I, I do think Shaq's impact in, in Orlando is significant. Um, but I think you now have to retire Shaq or Dwight's jersey there. Like he's been, or he, he was equally as important to the franchise in a different era. Uh, I agree. So I think you have to. Yeah. I, I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. So that's where I stand. On it. I think it's fine. What number did Shaq, which he always 32, 32. everywhere. Yeah. Not everywhere, but in Orlando. Almost yet. everywhere. He tried. Uh, okay. Uh, last NBA thing we got. We're going back to the Lakers. Well, LeBron James talked about Ty Lue uh, amidst a bunch of drama with Darvin Ham. Lakers took down the Clippers by three points after the win. Uh, quote, they look great. You said the James Harden Clippers? Nah, it's the T. Lou Clippers. Uh, it don't take T. Lou, T. Lou long to get it right. Took five games. They've been cooking since. Gave T. Lou some praise. Now, Sam, I know you're on your haterade for this quote. I don't really see it, but I'll let you. I'll let you cook. Yeah, I mean, I did not see the final score before I saw this clip today, hmm. but I did know that they won because he wasn't berating the reporter. Sure. Um, but I'm not even like on haterade for this. It's just like a very strange time to have a circle jerk for the opposing coach. When your head coach is on like a very hot seat with the fan base, at least it, he may not be in the crosshairs of ownership in the front office because Ham came out and was like, we're all aligned. But you have fans calling for him to be fired. LeBron has been on his crybaby shit for the last week. And they're like, Ham has to be the, the guy. Ham is the under the bus guy right now. And seeing LeBron have a big, hey, look how great Ty Lue is. This Clippers team that came together is now winning. So it's all his doing, which I think the coach does have a lot to do with bringing in new players and getting everybody on the same page. I think the credit's fair. But the way he forced Tyron Lue into this answer when Ham is being scapegoated, very signature LeBron, this guy's under the bus. Start the engines, rear the Mm. tires on the back of it. I disagree. I, I, I think it was pretty harmless. I mean, it was like, what, three sentences? He, he spent a lot of time with Ty Lue. Like, I think he was just voicing his opinion. He's like, yeah, I think it's Ty Lue. I think he's the most of the impact there. Uh, I get it. I get the angle. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't think it was meant to be malicious. I way. think that it don't take T. Long, T. T Lou long to it's get it to right. Say. It is, it is tough to say. Is like a, a little bit of a shot. Because people are like, Maybe. what's it going to take for the Lakers to get right? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I didn't I didn't see it when I read it, is all I'm saying. But it is what it is. Maybe if it was after the a loss. The man was beaming. I think I think if it was after a loss, it'd have more legs. But yeah, I, I think this if it was after a loss, list. it would be like, you're seriously going to ask me about the Clippers? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, 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 didn't, I didn't read it as malicious, but I understand why it could be taken that way. That was the take I, from a lot of people online. That's that's all. I believe it. All right, let's jump into the Rattlers here. Let's see what people have to uh, complain about today. Drop your Rattlers in the comments. We never say that, but I'm curious to know what you guys. We are used to say about. it. We stopped saying it. Yeah. 
drop your atlas. Sam, I'll let you kick it off here. Go ahead. All right. This one was the odds on favorite to win the top spot on my rat list. The snow rat list, the snow, it snowed over the weekend. Uh, the snow yesterday was particularly bad. Lame. Well, I, I have an explanation for this. I uh, know. And I disagree. Go ahead. You though. disagree. Well, you don't go outside. I just like snow. That's all. That's all. I just yeah, like snow. You, you like snow because it doesn't affect your day to day. So it does. I have to I, go to games. I have to go places. It, it affects go, it. Did I, you go to a game this weekend? Did you? Did I you didn't. Leave the house did. yesterday. No, I was working from. Okay. I work from home. All right. No, but I will have to drive in the snow eventually. I can still have an opinion, Sam. I need to let you know, Sam. You're on a giant orange ball on the side. This, this world doesn't revolve around you, buddy. People are allowed to have their opinions. Keep talking. Well, you're saying. You're saying all these great things, but you, you don't. I'm literally about to talk about why it's a pain in the ass, and the things that make it a pain in the ass did not pertain to you yesterday. That doesn't matter. I'm still allowed to like something. Well, I'm I'm saying go that's ahead. why you like it because you don't have to deal with the stuff that makes it a pain in the ass. I know. Go ahead. Just go ahead. I'll talk after you. Go ahead. So ratless the snow because the snow the snow stops everything when snow is coming around in New England. Now, if you do not live here. Snow is not an abnormal thing to happen. But when snow is coming, people act like the world may end. I still have friends that work in news. They called in the Avengers yesterday to do snow coverage in the morning. People were none too pleased. The snow was not very substantial Saturday night into Sunday. The substantial snow came on Sunday afternoon. Now, Sunday afternoon... I had just stepped off the floor of men's league after our team got whomped. And I emerged from the facility to see a lot of snow. A lot of snow. Because the first wave of snow was so Mickey Mouse, the plows took it easy. And I had to trek home in a very, very slippery, icy, snow-covered road condition. It was not easy. It was not easy at all. But I made it. I'm here and I'm safe. Mm. Now, that is why I put the snow on the rat list because the plows were ill prepared yesterday to handle it. For whatever reason, it, it was far, far too treacherous out there. Usually I'm on the side of like, I don't care what the elements are, drive like a normal person. But yesterday, mid storm, it was a crazy drive. Yeah, no, I, I said we said this the other day when we talked about snow. Driving in the snow sucks, right? Like I, I'm not gonna doubt that. There are downsides to snow. I just like it. Like I just like the look of it. I like walking around in the snow in the city. I just I enjoy the vibe of the snow. And so I anti ratless snow. I like I like it. I like the weather. I like the season. I like the snow. And so I, I guess stand on that. Um, even though the driving does suck. It perhaps worse though than actually driving in the snow is having to deal with other people driving in the snow. That's oh, I saw some beauties yesterday. Yeah, this guy. So I'm driving down the main road, and this guy is clearly going to like turn out. And I think he tried to he pulled out in front of me, and there was room for him to do it, but there was nobody behind me, so he could have more time. He had to rush himself, and he got out of my way fast enough where I didn't have to stop or slow down or anything, didn't have to break stride. But in my rearview mirror, I see this man doing a spin in the middle of two lanes because he tried to rush himself and he was out of control in his stupid Ford Explorer. So he got got good. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like the snow. It is what it is. I mean, that's just I just like it. I like it. Uh, I'll rattle my dog. Um, 
so we had to get a bunch of rugs. I'm not rattling Duke. I'm rattling Charlie, my other dog, who is. I think she's on the bed right now. Hello. How you doing? Um, <clears throat> so we had to get a bunch of rugs because Duke was getting on and off the couches. And we have hardwood floors. And he kept slipping and hurting his leg. So we get funny. rugs to, like, put it down. Uh, very sad. Not funny. but um, You're laughing. You have a smirk on your face talking about it. I was laughing because I looked at my dog. Don't shame um, me. You're a piece of shit. We all know it. Don't, 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 don't decline that you're a piece I of shit. I like somebody who's like, I can relate to Sam being a piece of shit in the comments the other day. I was like, all right, cool. Man. Yeah, don't, don't, but you're allowed to be a piece of shit, but don't then deny it and say, don't shame me. Like, just accept that you're a piece of shit and let me, no, let me acknowledge it. Um, But we had to get a bunch of rugs. And my dog is, uh, we'll just say she has a very small bladder. So, uh, She's let out in the morning. Then when I wake up, I let her out. Um, now I do wake up late, but I'm like the the days I'm referencing, I got up at like 11, 12, right? So she was let out at 7.30-ish. Uh, and she just can't wait. She just peed. And and she's peeing on the rug. She's going like rug to rug, pee, like marking her spot on all of the different rugs. Uh, and then there was one time, just to prove that it's not, you know, my fault or anybody's fault for not letting her out. We let her out, and then two hours later, with all of us in the room, like, we just found another pee spot. So she did it, like, while none of us were looking, just, like, within the span of two hours while we were all there, and she could have, like, asked to go out. So she's just an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> asshole. Um, and we're just having to clean up piss all the time, which is very frustrating. <laughs> Not fun. Simone household pastime is just cleaning up piss. Not good. <laughs> Very annoying. So, Ratlist post snow driving. Now, today, the actual snowfall has concluded. The roads have been plowed. And again, in New England, not uncommon for it to snow. If you live here, your brain shouldn't melt when you sit in the driver's seat and there's snow on the sides of the road. I was driving home from the gym this morning. And I saw one of the most poor driving displays that I have seen in a while. These people see snow on the sidewalks and act like the roads are still fully blanketed. This person had their signal on for two blocks. They pump faked a turn. They were driving like 15 miles an hour as is. I eventually ended up passing them on the opposite side of the road on accident because I thought they were going to take a turn and they didn't. But some of the CTE that is left over from snowfall when people get behind the wheel is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That is that is one of the parts of snow that is like I can't argue against it. It's bad. People drive like idiots. Um, not a fun time. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. We, we recorded like two days ago. Not much has happened. I just worked a lot yesterday. Uh, I'll rattle my sister. So I like Taylor Swift, right? It's a Taylor Swift story. Sure. I'm not a Swifty or whatever. I like the music. It is what it is. Blah, blah, blah. She loves Taylor Swift. And so she wanted us all to watch the Taylor Swift movie, which I begrudgingly Ass. did with my laptop. Just I was like, you know, I'll just do work. It's fine. I don't, you know, everyone's home. I'll, I'll sit down. Now, I thought that the Taylor Swift movie was like, you know, behind the scenes, you know, some insight, like a detail of her tour, right? That's like, usually when you get a movie about a tour, that is what it is, correct? Like it's, it's, you know, the tour, you behind the scenes and stuff. This is just her concert. The movie is just a rerun of her concert. It was a three and a half hour the concert in which movie you went to. 
which I already saw. Yeah. And so the whole time she's like, no, you have to see it. Henry hasn't seen it yet. Sit down. We're like, Grace, we've I've, I've lived this. I, I don't need to watch it. I was there. Like, why am I watching this again? I saw this. And so I was very mad because like, I, like I said, I don't mind Taylor Swift. Your business to attend to. And you get very little free time for what it's worth. Exactly. And I was like, it's, you know, I don't mind watching it. I'd be interested to know the behind the scenes, some of the stuff like it. I thought it'd be at least entertaining, but I'd seen everything that was happening. Like I didn't need to sit there and watch that for three hours. So that was, that was annoying. I just did my work during it. And it was, I watched it on YouTube. It was fine, but it was just like, what, what are we doing here? Why, why would I, why would anybody want to watch that? Especially if I've already gone to the fucking concert. Exactly. So that was all right. Fun. So yesterday was our, friend group secret santa secret santa is one of the most sacred events the entire group chat was there it was excellent it was mm. a really good time now my friend mckenna hosts the secret santa mckenna lives not on a main road he lives in a neighborhood not a lot of traffic coming through there me and the boys all park outside mckenna's house he doesn't have a big time like space in the driveway so we have to park along the sides of the street it's whatever. We do it every time. Apparently, my friend Ryan was last to arrive at the party. When he parked his car, one of the neighbors came out complaining to him, who had just arrived, about all of the cars parked like it was his fault. Ratless, this guy, furious. First of all, much like you, that man was definitely not leaving the house yesterday. It Nobody was blocking their driveway. I purposely did not park in front of someone's driveway because it's kind of hard to tell when it's snowing out. You don't really see the gaps, whatever. But I made sure that I wasn't blocking anybody, as did everybody else. Nobody is in the way. They were simply upset because people were parked in front of their house. Where would you like us to put the cars, buddy? Do you want us to, uh, you know, break them down into little uh, like transformer cubes or whatever? like futuristic things that would make your car smaller. All the mass of the car would disappear. So we could just put it in our back pocket. You dumb fuck. Where, like, where, where are you supposed to, what else would we do with the cars? Are you mad that your neighbor is having a friendly gathering? So uh, the entire gang can enjoy each other's company and give wholesome gifts. Is that why? And then apparently like somebody like warned us, not like, being like, I'm going to call the cops, but like, I guess there were cops around where like all these cars going to move. That was a bunch of crap. What cop is going to stand out there in the snow and be like, ticket? No one. No one. That is weird. Um, I'm going to rattle you and my family for similar things. Right. You said it a couple times here. And my family does it all the time. Stop saying you didn't fucking leave the house as if I'm doing nothing all day. Like my family does this too. They they'll be I didn't, like, I didn't say you're doing nothing. No, no, no. And I will never finish. say that. Let me finish. And my family likes to do Jack. Can you do this? Jack, run the run this errand, blah blah blah. Like, come on, Grace will get mad at me for not going to the store with her. I'm like, you guys think I just sit in there and fucking sit on my ass and, and, and do nothing and sleep? Like, I'm writing. And the reason I sleep so late is because I'm up late covering shit. And you go, Oh, you didn't have to deal with it. Like, and I know that's not the notion you're making, but I get this from the family, like. I am working just because I work from home doesn't mean I'm doing nothing all day. No, it's true. Uh, that that's and that I gave you credit when yeah, when yeah, you were talking yeah. about the Taylor Swift thing. I was like, you do not have very much free time despite being home. And working, I will never fucking... say that you don't work hard. That is not oh, what I'm saying. I'm just saying bullshit. you don't go outside. Fucking assholes ever. All y'all, you fucks. 
I, I think I was unfairly looped in. I'm a prick, but not I, I give you credit where credit is due. I you you said it you one too many times. Much. You said it one too many times to try to invalidate my argument. I had to. <laughs> you said it one too many times. Got him under. Well, you can't be like, I love the snow. Yes, I can. You don't, you don't have to deal with the hardships of, of morons. Yes, I can. I'm allowed to have my opinions. You are. You can but say I'm... you can you can say I love running when you don't have to like I don't like running, and so I don't do it. <laughs> I like different opinions. I like snow, and partially maybe because I don't have to deal with it. But that's my life, and so I'm allowed to have my opinion about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I you're not the sun, pal. <laughs> I say that. To no, you just time. you said what I was saying. It's because you don't have to deal with it. Partially, yeah. But I like walking in the snow. I like going out. The driving sucks. Did you that walk is, in the obviously. snow? No, I didn't walk in the snow. I'll walk in the snow tomorrow. Or, or when's the Timberwolves game? Wednesday? Walk in the snow Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. I'll have a good time. That is another thing that's asked about the snow, and this does not apply to you. And this isn't me saying you don't have to deal with it. This is a by choice dealing with it. But when I run, it makes it much more difficult. Whether the, the roads are not clear or the sidewalks aren't clear or I have to, like, be more careful, it just adds unnecessarily hardship to the run, which – Again, is not a everybody problem. It's a me problem. But the driving is a most people problem. Mm. That that's yeah. where the differentiator lands for me on that. But I will never say that you don't work hard. That that yeah, would not we, be fair. We know Sam, man of the people, definitely. I am like, man of the people. No, you're not. <laughs> I sure am. You're. <laughs> I told the Rhode Island Traffic Tribunal that they do all the mailing wrong when they sent me the pump fake. You're going to lose your license because. You paid this fine, but we just send these to everybody. I was like, well, you shouldn't do that because you could kill somebody. Man of the people, my ass, Sam. You are a man of one people, and it's Sam. <laughs> Shut one the people. Fuck up. A man of one people. I like that. That should be a t-shirt. It's true. <laughs> Me first. But then I will look out for the public. Shut the fuck up. That's I am the everyman. I don't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't have any more Atlas. That's all I got today. Uh, you got anything else? I feel like I had like an extra rat list of oh, not really. I don't know. There was it was a good time. I like Secret Santa. It's my favorite event. Yeah, that, that friends. Me. I haven't eaten yet today. I'm fucking starving. I need to go eat some food. <laughs> but all right, we'll get you out of here then. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to About Them Celtics. Leave us a review. I know Ryan left us a review on um, Apple, but I I don't think it's popped up yet for me for some reason. So let me go. Wild. Yeah, I don't know. Last week got took a while too. Maybe they screen them. <clears throat> Maybe I can see it online because I know I can see reviews online. No, it's still still not popping up for me. I, I believe you, Ryan. I just it, it takes a minute to to come up. But they got me in. He was just like, I'm gonna tell him I did it, but I actually didn't. <laughs> Would be funny. We just check every show. Uh, make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We appreciate you. We are currently the 162nd biggest basketball podcast in the U.S. So look at that uh <laughs> Cliven, leave us a review on apple leave us a rating and follow us on spotify subscribe to the channel thank you very much for listening and i'll let sam take it out hey thank you very much for listening or watching if you're on youtube make sure you subscribe to our channel hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads whether it's one of these pods game recaps talking seas with bobby kravitsky film breakdowns rumor breakdowns or even the half hour pregame streams because we're live before every game it's a good time come hang out we'll be here Wednesday for the Timberwolves game. And we also might do playback for the Bucks because that's an away game on Thursday. So just keep your eyes peeled on that one. As far as Spotify and Apple go, go there too. Follow us. You'll get the audio versions of the pods and game recaps. Like Jack said, say something nice, leave a review. 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can do it via email, hbtcpod at gmail.com. Each and every pod, we go through and read what you have to say, and we do love that people care enough to email us, so definitely do that. If you want to follow us on socials, you can. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's at How About Them Seas. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. Our pregame streams are there, as well as Twitter and YouTube. You can follow Jack at Jack's Money NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.